Welcome back to the Concerned Observers Podcast, uh, another rambling psycho edition where I'm just uh, talking to myself again and pretending that uh, the voices in my head are audible to you too. Uh, back from a little small tiny break, uh, hopefully we're keeping a nice sort of regular uh, publishing schedule here. Um, my goodness, it is hard to do this stuff uh, unless you're, if you're not getting paid to do it. <laughs> uh, just got back from out of town where I've this is just kind of a segue here. The, the beer I'm drinking today is from the state with a long tradition of existence, Ohio. I've got the Great Lakes Brewing Burning River Pale Ale. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of pale ales, but I definitely don't hate them, so I'm going to give this one a shot. This is a live taste test, too. I've never had one of these before. And that tastes like a pale ale. Um, so today I'm, we're going to get some, just kick this right off here. I want to talk about, it's a little late to the game, but it just keeps going. And I feel like we're finally in the end game. So now we kind of know all of what's going on here is the, uh, the deal with whatever is going on in Virginia. Uh, please tell me, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, do I really need to spell out all the stuff? Let, let's just focus on Ralph Northam for a moment here. Surely you know what he's done. Uh, he's the governor of Virginia. I mean, in like 1984, he had in his yearbook a picture of two people in blackface, blackface one in blackface, one in a Klan outfit. Nobody's really admitted to which one he is, and I'm not sure which one would be best. Uh, that's a topic for a whole nother podcast. Uh, but uh, either way, let's just you know stop it with that for right now, because um, obviously it goes crazier. He said he he said he did it and apologized, and then literally the very next day came back and said, "No, that wasn't me, but I did at some other point wear blackface to win a Michael Jackson dancing." I mean, uh, it, it's enough to make you drink. In fact, it it has. Oh, it's insane. So there's just a lot to go on this. I, for a moment, put aside the waffling thing that he did where he said I didn't do it, and then he said I did. Blah, 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 blah. Ugh. Uh, I do think it's fair to say that if he had done this now, it would be disqualifying, right? I mean, if we just saw, you know, he posted up on Facebook and said, you know, didn't even say anything, or somebody tagged him, and he was seen in the background, and he was wearing blackface. You're kind of out. You're done. You got to go. And I think that's fair. But we're talking about something that happened over 30 years ago. Now, I I, I know what you're saying, and if you're already kind of primed to disagree with me, there, most people would be, you know, that, that already feel that way are going to say, you know, it was it was still racist even then, and I completely agree. And the fact is, like, 30 years is not that long ago. We're not taught – if it had been in the uh, 40s and 50s, he might be able to get away with saying, well, it was just the mood of the time. That's mildly fair. But this is the 80s, mid-80s, and from everybody that I've heard, there's just nobody talking in such a way that would suggest that 
that he could have that he would have done this and nobody would have thought, oh, ugh. you know, I mean, it was a faux pas even then. It's not good. And to top it off, he was a college kid, not not some dumbass high schooler. He was of age to know what he was doing. And you know, there should be some finger wagging about this. This is a this is a crappy thing. You know, he's he was a full fledged adult. And I think he deserves to be held accountable for that to a very real degree. Um, but at the same time, it seems clear to me that he's not – it's not like he's a racist now, right? I mean, can we all agree on that? I mean, you know I hate this game, but I i don't think it's fair that Republicans are tarred as kind of automatically racist to the point where they have to you know, start at the outset to prove that they're not. Um, but at the same time, I, even I could admit – the Republicans are the ones that tend to have the problem with racism right now, uh, and Democrats just really don't. And some of that is actually earned, right? I mean, some of it is is well deserved. And for all accounts, by all accounts, he seems like he's played by the Democrat playbook the entire time. So I, I guess I'm just saying that I, it doesn't seem like he strikes me as racist at all right now. Okay, I mean, I, I would not expect to find that Klan hood hiding in his closet if we were to you know, search his his house right so i mean as long as i'm not saying like you know as long as you're not willing to put on blackface now you should be in the clear but you know what i mean yes there's just no reason to think that he is actually a racist now and so you have all these people that are out there saying uh you know he's incapable of governing i mean that's what you know, to a certain extent, I have to give kudos to the you know, Democratic leadership. They were calling for his resignation right out the bat. Uh, you know that I think they were, they were at least being consistent with their own rules. But uh, what they would say is that he's that he's incapable of governing. And to me, that sort of strikes me as saying you know because we think about what governing is, especially for the governor, you're shaking lots of hands and you know kind of putting a face on for the state. And I guess I'm just thinking when I hear he's incapable of governing, what I hear is I'm unwilling to work with you. you know, I'm unwilling to shake your hand. I'm unwilling to cross that aisle to be around you. And I guess I just really – the polls don't bear it out, and I just can't imagine that there's actually a critical mass of Virginians that now believe that he's some kind of secret undercover racist, right? I, there's no way that they really believe this. But those that do, I guess I just want to know – why? How does that even work? Primarily because I just want to know, what is the point of all of this? The thing I think of right away is just where is the role of forgiveness? And that's really the big thing that is kind of grinding on me with all of this. When you have a, when you try to come up with a cohesive, coherent worldview, there's got to be some sort of way because you know, you're acknowledging that this is a new way of thinking, and this is a way that we want everybody to change their minds to. People aren't currently thinking this way. We want them to join. I, mean, I as a you know, conservative-leaning person, that's my goal. I think of this in terms of when I, when I speak to you, I, I think of you typically as somebody who doesn't believe what I believe, and I'm trying to get you to you know, keep my expectations right where they should be. I'm not trying to convert you, although that would be great. But at the very least, I would like you to see that there is a rational way of thinking other than yours. And I guess what I'm – but at the same time, you know, while I'm trying to convince you, I'm also very much aware that there is a way to me. That is, I'm not going to – it would not be very smart of me and not be very wise for many reasons to act as though 
you are a terrible person because you're only coming around now. That there's basically that there's no room for forgiveness if we were to consider having another political opinion as a sin, which I don't, but work with me here on the metaphor, right? There's no – in this kind of progressive mindset, there is no room for forgiveness on this. Surely we can acknowledge – again, I, I agree – at least I think that Northam is not actually a racist now. So when could he have possibly been forgiven for all of this? Where's the way back? I mean he he joined into the party and has done nothing but be a good servant uh, for their values the entire time. There's just no – I don't know that he has always has ever really portrayed himself as woke, but is that really the standard that you can't be forgiven until you go full-fledged wokeness? That's absurd. The, and this is this is not just with Northam. I mean, just to take a small you know, side you know, digression, I think of like Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson right now is getting so much crap because he said that he was one of his closest friends was raped by a black man decades ago. And in his anger, he went out on the street and was just waiting for somebody to provoke him. He was out looking for a black man that would provoke him so he could respond with violence, maybe even deadly violence. I can't remember the exact quotes on this. But he was he was out to cause some violence, and he was looking for a black man to do it too. And he just wanted to be provoked. And when he tells this story, he's telling it – he tells it in the way that – you know, where he's saying – this is a way that I was, and oh my god, it was awful. It was terrible. It was evil. He sought the help of a priest. He was he was so distraught that he he kind of found you know found himself looking inward and saying, "What have I done? Who have I become?" And realized that this is not the way to be. And again, he realized that on his own, without your preaching, without your convictions, without anything else, and came to this conclusion of his own volition, did his own penance, and is now standing in front of millions of people and publicly acknowledging that this way of thinking was not right and we're tarring and feathering him for it what is the reason why even bother to get better why bother improving yourself at all I, I guess i just don't see how we can it's like being excommunicated automatically what and you know i mean i'm catholic and we've got like a whole special room where you can be forgiven Instead, we're talking about coming up with some kind of system where you're just basically automatically exiled if you display any kind of sin. That's absurd. It's completely unrealistic. And I guess I just think when you take it to its logical conclusion, you're going to find yourself in a world where people hide their sins rather than try to get better from them. You won't find anybody reflecting. You'll find people hiding themselves deep down within themselves and never displaying their real selves to anybody else. The left is so con concerned with authenticity that they're going to end up going the other way around and, and find yourself in one of the most inauthentic worlds you could ever possibly create. I, it just seems really terrible. Now, I mean, I, I'm giving all this crap here, and I, you know, it sounds like I'm just full-throating defending Northam, and, I, and I'm skeptical of this guy. I really am. I'm not saying that he shouldn't, that he shouldn't resign, because maybe he should. I mean, there's there's definitely a lot more to this than just the blackface and the the clan hoods. I mean, he he's he's not fully owning up to it. I mean, there's also you know he's referred in the yearbook as Coon Man, and he's not owning up to whatever that nickname is, like how he got it. And it does feel like he's being sort of insincere. But welcome to politics. I just can't. 
that seems really unpersuasive to me to kind of hang your hat on. Well, he's not fully owning up to it. I, when it's 30 years ago, I, I, it just seems kind of naturally lost, you know? I mean, are we really going to reach that far back? Now, I will say the bigger thing is, you know, I, I said to set it aside earlier, but bring it back, the waffling. It's really super awkward that he is that his first response was to take responsibility for it and then the next day say, never mind, that wasn't me, and then take sort of some sort of half-measure responsibility for it in saying, but I did do this at some point. I That seems really weird, and that seems really terrible and inauthentic and stupid, and it also seems really calculating, almost as if, you know, in my mind, I see him as having said, you know, he takes responsibility because he realizes, well, there's a picture out. I, I got to own it. But then maybe after a little bit of thinking about it with his lawyers, he probably realizes, hey, wait a minute. They can't actually prove that I'm one of those guys. And then he tries to kind of fight back on it. I mean, that's what it strikes me as, and that's crappy. But again, he was elected, and it just doesn't seem like it's an impeachable offense. In fact, anybody that's talking about impeachment, you usually have to commit a crime to do that. And as terrible as this is, it's not actually a crime. At least not yet, until we start really going down that whole thought crime thing that they're pushing for. But is that really the world you want to live in? Well, let's okay, let's talk about that. <laughs> let's talk about it. if this is a world you really want to live in, how does this work? So we've got Northam there, and then we've got yeah, the idea would be if he was impeached, if he was to be replaced, if he resigned, he would repla be replaced by the lieutenant governor. And right out the bat, this seems like a great idea. You know, you got Justin Fairfax as the lieutenant governor, who is a you know, smart, handsome black man that is just ready to kind of take the roles, the reins. He's he's even more progressive than Northam is. It just seemed like it was kind of you know, hey, it was like a win-win. Yeah, sure, you lose, you know, your your governor that you got in into office, but you get an even more left-leaning guy, and you get to, you know, look like you're standing strong on your principles, and, you know, it, it all just kind of comes up rainbows, doesn't it? But you all know what happened, right? Of course, you know what happened. Fairfax was accused of sexual assault, so. Because clearly this kind of thing is proof that there is a God and that he loves us and that he has a sense of humor. It's time to, uh, I don't know, live and die by the sword, I guess. Or you live by the sword, you die by the sword. My rules, my conservative, libertarian kinds of rules, these are the rules that would save somebody like Northam, like Fairfax. But they don't run under those rules. They don't support those rules. That's not their game. This is not the worldview they ascribe to. And I guess them's the breaks a bit. I mean, you know, I, I just mentioned that, that Fairfax is more progressive than Northam, but don't get me wrong. It ain't like Northam's some kind of squish. Uh, he beat his opponent over the head with charges of racism. And in fact, there was this terrible ad where... It was a white man driving around in a pickup truck. The white man's kind of, you know, obscured by shades. He's wearing sunglasses and a hat. So you really can't ever tell who he is, but it's pretty much implied that it's Gillespie or it's his opponent or somebody that is 
a big supporter and they're driving around in this big pickup truck and they've got the confederate flag flying in the back of it and all around the corners any any child and any child that sees it is a minority child and they're all they all run from it and the the truck just keeps coming and it gets to the point where it's kind of like i think this guy's trying to run them down literally like kill these kids in a truck that's the kind of ad that northam ran with i mean it is it is if that isn't wokeness it's pretty damn close so northam has subscribed to these deal this this kind of ideal as well but if we're going to follow under their rules I mean, again my rules would possibly save them but under their rules we should be done with this already northam is already guilty no matter what whether he was in the you know whether he you know, is a racist or not he's already kind of being guilty of being a white male he can basically be written off you know and and because he did a racist act doesn't matter the timeline he is now incontrovertibly a racist and that doesn't go away if the united states is still an inherently racist country then you know after its hundreds of years history you know and you know that it's all done all these other kinds of things to try to push itself away from that history and it's still racist what hope does a guy like this have to get any better and then fairfax is guilty not because he's black but because he's male and since the topic is sexual assault he should be guilty too so their rules would not save him is that unfair yes if you're looking you know if you're scoffing at me as i'm saying this yes it is unfair it's absurd but i didn't take democrat money i don't accept their votes i, I haven't attempted to enact their worldview on the public i'm not trying to inflict anybody with this crap but they are and these rules and consequences that they come up with and that they say that others should abide by they can't just be reserved you can't just have the consequences apply to members of the other team if that's how it works then they aren't rules they're just a way to stay in power so either treat them like rules or don't and like i said before you know kudos to the democrats for trying to you know for saying that he should resign but that was just northam and it and it had the benefit of like i said it sort of seemed like a a win-win standing up for your principles and getting an even more left-leaning person in their place but then push came to shove and if fairfax goes the next likely person to go in uh, in fairfax's place is a republican and suddenly standing for your principles is a little too hard and you're not seeing calls for fairfax to resign sure fairfax says he's innocent you know sure there needs to be an investigation and you know i mean if he says he's innocent maybe he is but but according to their worldview that's just what a guilty man would say isn't it no i mean we're back to kavanaugh right this is the standard that was set forth regarding kavanaugh we must hashtag believe all women accusations are never made up uh you know that statistically speaking it's you know 90 percent of accusations are accurate or whatever the bowl is number it is but again these are the standards that they have set up and to be fair using my standards it's at least i can at least admit his accusers are actually more credible than the ones that were made against Kavanaugh. The, the, the accusers against Fairfax actually provide dates, whereas, you know, well, dates and times we had, you know, with Kavanaugh, we had maybe a year that they could narrow it down to, and then so therefore maybe a summer. And even then, it wasn't really 
it wasn't really established. It was kind of like, well, we can kind of logic our way there, but we're not really sure. I mean, they had they had an event that they, that this assault happened uh, under. So we had we had a place, time, location, and you even have other people that are that will say that can corroborate this and say, I remember her telling me about this when it happened. Whereas with Blasey Ford, it was nobody mentioned anything, nobody said anything. In fact, I had never even gone to this party. I mean, it was a a whole cavalcade of inability that they couldn't prove anything. And I'm not saying that what the accuser has here on Fairfax is proof that he did it, but it's way more detail and way more falsifiable than, well, than what Kavanaugh had. I mean, heck, Kavanaugh says he never had even met this person, and yet Fairfax will at least admit that there was a sexual escapade, that a thing did happen, and he just says it was consensual consensual now maybe that's true but again we're going under their rules the rules they want they should be held accountable by those again live by the sword die by the sword going by the standards that we were so loudly given we are required required to believe that fairfax is guilty you don't even need an investigation you don't need to go any further than what we already have and that i don't know i mean we should be done with this by now I mean, if we wanted to go even further, I mean, what we were set, told by Kavanaugh, we, you know, when people would say, well, I don't know, maybe he's not guilty, but it shouldn't be hard to find somebody that wasn't accused of sexual assault. Okay, I think that's absurd as well. But again, can, should we be, shouldn't we be holding them to this too? Surely it can't be that hard to find somebody to be your lieutenant governor that wasn't accused of sexual assault. I, this is the problem. <laughs> with these kinds of wonky standards. It undermines credibility, and it makes it appear as like the standard exists only to help you to gain power, and partially the, it seems like that right now because that's exactly what it is. They don't treat it consistently. There is, this, is the char, this is why the charge of hypocrisy stings so much. This is why everybody wants to try and find examples of people being hypocritical. When you act in such a way that makes your principles seem like they're just secondary, it makes it seem like what you really want is not what you say you want. It's not that you that you really deeply care about believing all women or really you know cracking down on sexual assault. It's like you sort of it's like that you feel like they're set up because you believe that the other side, that the bad guys you agree to set these standards up because you believe the bad guys are actually bad. You believe that your side is more virtuous, and you basically just assume naturally that, well, because we're the good guys, it's basically never going to happen to us. We're not going to have to take any hits for this. It's only going to be them because they're the bad people. And the standard is that's a standard that's based on the other side's collective virtue or the other side's collective vice. It's untenable. It's not workable. And I prefer, you know, the the standard that we've set over, you know, a couple hundred years of English common law. It's a neutral standard that says you need evidence and a full-fledged trial to bring about a guilty verdict, not something based off of innate characteristics like your gender or your, you know, or your your race and and just say, well, you've got these flags, let's you know, let's call it a day. All go home, people. And clearly, it's not a standard that they want to enact because 
they're still in power. This whole thing has transpired. It's it's been dealt with, done and gone. And I mean, now we're moving on to other things. And I mean, it just kind of seems pretty obvious that we're just going to have to accept this right now. Yes, like okay, well, Northam's going to be governor. Fairfax is going to stay lieutenant governor. We're done. I mean, and so don't don't feel too good, progressives. You know, you did a great job calling for Northam's resignation, but then the second it actually became hard, you balked. I mean, this is not a thing that is unheard of. I mean, this is a, this is a thing that kind of happens all the time. I mean, think about the the presidential front runners. I mean, we had verdicts from Cory Booker. Uh, you know. I mean, he was kind of a frontrunner back then, so I can think of that. Uh, Kamala Harris was one as well. She's now a current frontrunner for the presidency. These people weighed in on Kavanaugh's guilt within, what, two, three days, and that's being generous? I mean, Booker's on the record as having said that uh, those that support Kavanaugh are complicit in evil. So, you know, it didn't feel too rushed for Booker to weigh in on it. And then when we had the, um, uh, you know, the... So it's kind of another digression here. Uh, Smollett, this this man that's accused, that says that uh, in Chicago, these guys found him and said, you know, oh, you're that 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 gay guy from the Empire show, and then they beat him up and tied a noose around his neck and covered him in bleach, and they said this is MAGA country. I mean, you know, this whole big hate crime had just occurred, and within 24 hours at best, you got Booker, you got you know, Kamala Harris again. Uh, I mean, of course, you got Alexander Acosta Cortez all weighing in that basically everybody's calling this a modern day lynching. It's terrible that these guys need to be found and brought to justice, and it's it's an indictment of racist America. And now, what, like a week later, it's now basically confirmed to have been a hoax that, you know, that we've found these two guys that committed the assault, but they are actually black. They've known Smollett for. For years, and now there's kind of like a money trail where he is. They're, they're saying he's paid them to do all this stuff. So now it's gotten way past a modern day lynching, and now it's just a big, you know, kind of the the Tawana Bradley hoax story of the modern era. And suddenly, I mean, here I, I'm going to include the uh, the audio of uh, Cory Booker being asked to respond to this. Um, Senator, you called the alleged attack on Jesse Smollett a modern day lynching when it happened. Now police sources are telling. Uh, many networks that Mr. Smollett is, is under uh, potential investigation for, you know, concocting a story and paying these men. Um, is it time to revisit what you said about these remarks? What is your feeling on potential hoax hate crimes in general? Well, the information is still coming out, and I'm going to withhold until all the information actually comes out from on-the-record sources. Um, we know in America that... Uh, I mean, come on! This is bold. This is not a standard where everybody can be treated equally. It, it makes you want to freak out. Like, it, when you act like this, it makes it seem like you're not really actually interested in justice. As long as your guys stay in power, it's fine. And I mean, I don't want to go overboard with this, but I mean, that's the kind of thing that banana republics do. I mean, that's not really where they're going for this. I'm really trying not to be overstepping here, but the standard that they've set forth, the worldview that they're trying to push is not fair. It's not consistent and it's not neutral it's set up to take specific kinds of people those that are deemed through a sort of arbitrary standard to be quote unquote in power and then the 
kind of unspoken assumption is that if you are in power, you got there by illegitimate means. If you have wealth, you got it illegitimately, and you must be stopped. And I, when they do this kind of crap, it's it just is even more obvious that it's not about justice. It's not about what's right. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that the Republicans are beacons of this. I mean, but we all pointed and laughed and scoffed at them when evangelicals who freaked out about Bill Clinton's affair suddenly threw aside all of their moral preenings and concerns and went for you know went to try and get Trump into power. We all thought that that was terrible. Yeah, I mean, so this is not a defense, right? You, you can't – this is not a defense for you. It doesn't make you look good. We all acknowledge that the that the evangelicals were terrible for doing that and that they, they are beclowning themselves and making them seem, themselves seem absurd. Progressives, you're doing it right now. Like this is kind of an evangelical moment for you, and I don't know what to tell you here. I mean I, this should be at least a nice little bit of a wake-up call moment to say maybe we should kind of put down the – I don't know. What's the progressive version of Bible thumping? Little red book thumping? I don't know. This <laughs> little red humor there for you. Anyway, you get the gist of it. So I'm going to leave it there. Nice little shot of stuff for you here. Keep you satisfied. Or, you know, give you something to listen to. I don't know if you're satisfied with it. But uh, like us, share us. Uh, we are now going to be on iTunes, so you should be able to find us there. Um, we're kind of spreading towards uh, larger audiences here. Please share us again. That is by far the best way that we can be known. And uh, you know, when once I've kind of confirmed the whole iTunes thing is up, then uh, leaving us a review would also well, leaving us a five star review would be where you want to go. So thanks for hanging out with me and listening to me talk by, by myself again like a complete psycho. Ah!